0: Welcome to the Needlejig Podcast, Season 1, Episode Number 13 with Chris Mack. Okay, you guys should know by now that I'm Mark from Needlejig, and I do recordings on YouTube, interviews, and the audio in these podcasts is brought to you on Wednesdays from those interviews. We put these shows together for tattooers and serious enthusiasts around the world. I hope you enjoy them, but please remember, if you want to learn how to tattoo, this is not the way to do it. Get yourself an apprenticeship. This episode was recorded while Chris was doing a guest spot at Benton Twisted Tattoo down in Connecticut. Enjoy it. I want to take a minute to thank all the Needlejig customers and supporters throughout the years that make all this possible. Definitely take a minute and leave your comments in the podcast reviews. If you need us for anything else, contact us at cs@needlejig.com. Now let's talk tattoo with Chris Mack. Okay, Chris, we've known each other for a few years now, and I know a little bit about you, but why don't you uh, tell the folks at home, man, when did you start tattooing?
1: Started tattooing, I was probably about 15 years old in my buddy's basement. I had ran away from home at the time, and so we were downstairs, and they had like a homemade machine. I checked it out for a little bit. I ended up going to jail that night, and so I kind of like drew an image of what they had in the basement, and when I got out, I made one. So that's really how I got started. So you, you studied up before going to prison. Right, right.
0: All right, man. Way to put the energy into it.
1: Well, I wanted to be successful.
0: Excellent, man. That's it. <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's how we get to where we're at, man, It's drive. Right. Cool, cool. So when did you start tattooing professionally?
1: Professionally, I would say it was uh, 2006. Uh, There was a shop in the next town over, because the town I lived in, they had rules against tattooing, but the next town over you could tattoo in, there was a job opening, I went out there and applied, probably like called them 30 times in order to get in the door. Uh, They let me in, and then fortunately it was a buddy of my son's mom, Uh, he had seen lots of my drawings and stuff, so... I think I did pretty poorly on my interview, but because he knew that I was a good artist, he he let me in, and that's saw where potential. I first got my start. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just
0: saw there was a good. And then,
1: then shortly after I got there, like everyone quit, so I was the only one there. I didn't really have anyone to learn from or anything, but uh, that's where I got my start.
0: Okay, so at what point did you start to learn from other artists and you know uh, develop? a style, a technique and better habits?
1: I would say it's probably been more recently within the last five or six years I've been like going to shows and learning from other artists. The town that I'm from, they didn't really have much in the way of professionality. They didn't have real shops to go to, you know, you had people that were just tattooing out of their basements and stuff like that. But there was really nothing to learn from. So I did most of my research online. I did uh, books if I could find them. I spoke to anybody I could. Did whatever I could to get to the point that I'm at now, and I'm still learning all the time.
0: We're all still learning, man. That's just that's just part of it. So you're relatively self-taught. Just you know, it, it happens a lot in our business where people get put in a mediocre to poor shop, and they're expected to just go in generate money for the owners, and, you know, think yep. for yourself.
1: I mean, in my position, that's the way it was. There weren't any quality people to learn from. Uh, Wisconsin had pretty uh, pretty tough rules against tattooing, and none of the cities or towns were allowed to tattoo. So anything you could learn from was like gold, and so you took any chance you could. Right.
0: Uh, I hear you there. Uh, How many shops did you work for before you went out on your own?
1: Two. Two? I worked at a shop. It was called Borderline. It was on the uh, border of the Wisconsin-Illinois line right there. And so I worked there for maybe three weeks, but it was pretty disgusting. Three weeks? Three weeks. uh, So you had tenure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The owner was, I think, just kind of had like that biker mentality. It was an older shop, and... There was really nothing to learn from. The conditions were nasty, and so I just decided I would rather be at home. I went home and worked there for a little while, and then uh, this opportunity in the next town opened up.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm glad you stuck it out and got to where you're at because you know you're a very talented artist and you know Thank you. you're a relatively decent guy most days.
1: Uh, I mean,
0: I have my times. <laughs> we all do, man. <laughs> Scratcher one on one over here. Okay, so that's how you started. Mm-hmm. Now you wouldn't wish that on or recommend that to anybody no. else, would you?
1: If somebody comes to me and asks, I usually will tell them you need to get to a reputable shop. You know, speak to several people, see where you fit in, and you know, get in with somebody that can teach you something. Just in my position, that wasn't even possible at the time. You know, I started a very long time ago, and tattoo shops in my area just didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Some similarities to me coming up in a state where it was
0: completely illegal to start with. So mm-hmm. I, too, started on the outside and
1: I think had, most to, of us
0: had to relocate to get on the inside track and, and to get to know people and and uh, be a professional, so to speak. Starting that way, you generally develop a lot of bad habits, mm-hmm. and therefore it takes a long time to reverse course It's almost, I guess what I'm saying is it's wasted time. It's time you can't get back.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's it's almost negative
0: time because you have to relearn. You have to unlearn, which is hard, and then relearn. Then relearn
1: everything new. So,
0: yeah, it's almost a setback. What people think they're cutting corners and jumping ahead, they have no idea, but they're really setting themselves backwards.
1: Absolutely. It's much better to learn from somebody and get that leg up than... You know, if had I done it the right way, I would be much further in my career now than I am. You know?
0: Could you only imagine that? I mean, like <laughs>
1: I do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no regrets, baby. No regrets. No regrets. No
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess these days there's a lot more legitimate opportunities for artists to come into the business and start learning the right way than back when we started. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I, I'm constantly encouraging people, saying we want new people in the business, but we, they need to start off on the right foot. You know, they don't want to set the whole trade backwards after we've spent decades trying to legitimize the business we're in. You know, anything, any negative news these days,
1: it's Absolutely. blown out of
0: proportion. So I, I guess I've become really protective of our craft.
1: If an artist doesn't know what he's doing, then he's susceptible to transmit diseases. A number of uh, errors could happen. And, you know, when you learn somewhere, it gives you an opportunity to prevent all that before you get into tattooing. And I have noticed that there are a lot of tattoo artists that look down on people that do tattoo out of the house because they don't really take the precautions that an actual tattoo artist would take.
0: Absolutely. I mean, we... Most of us don't recognize them even as people, never mind professionals, um, because they're negating all the hard work that we've spent years or decades putting in. Absolutely. So now that you're a legitimate tattoo artist, um, you said you started doing shows. What made you take that
1: step? In my town, there just weren't that many people doing it, and I kind of felt like I like doing things that other people aren't doing. And so I started doing it, Uh, plus my wife uh, was getting into doing an aerial performance, and it was kind of like the perfect showcase for her as well. So we were able to do a little bit of traveling. She was able to perform. I was able to work, and it just worked out well for both of us that we could get those opportunities together.
0: And you got to meet an awful lot of people.
1: A lot of awesome people and a lot of the not-so-awesome people. But, I mean, at least there I've made friendships in my town very difficult. So the the shows have been beneficial in making a lot of, like, networking.
0: Networking, just social interaction, not to mention developing, uh, learning from everybody, new techniques or styles, and exposure to other people's art
1: is... Mm -hmm. You know, and learning good habits, as we were talking about. Good
0: habits. <laughs> right. uh, as, let's refer to it as learning what not to do. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you try and... Well, when you expose yourself to other things rather than learn mm-hmm. on your own. So what style of tattooing do you typically like to do? What is Chris Mack's thing?
1: I like to do realism. I like to get things as real as possible. I like to kind of add a as much dimension as I can. Uh, I also like to do biomech and some surrealistic types of stuff. I just love to tattoo, but realism is, is kind of what I steer most towards. Okay, so you,
0: you prefer to replicate things out there as good as possible, or do you, what about original artwork? What, as an, as a, as an artist for just drawing or painting or whatnot,
1: if I'm just designing, I, I like to do biomech. I like to do surrealism stuff. I'm not like an artist that has a lot of stuff to say. I just like things that kind of look cool, and so I play around a lot with different textures and just different techniques and stuff like that. Okay,
0: more or less just what's visually appealing rather yeah. than having, you know, a story behind it.
1: Right, right. I don't really care about the story. I really care about just the look of the design. Mm-hmm.
0: Are you still using coils? Or are you in the rotary group?
1: I've been using rotary probably five or six years now. Started with NeoTats and I didn't know if I was really going to like it or not. And so I bought one. I think I was at the Chicago show. or I, mean, I only used it for lining because I was having issues lining with a coil machine just because there's so many different variables, you know. Uh, so I, I only used it for lining and then I it was like perfect, and I didn't have a bunch of setup, I didn't have to set up several machines to do one function, so it seemed like the perfect transition, and I figured well, if I'm doing so well lining, why not try using it as a shader, so I did that, and as soon as I did that, I never picked up another coil machine.
0: That's sort of crazy, because that's about the opposite effect that I had when I started with rotaries I couldn't line to save my soul with them or I could line with them but I had to slow down to just just pathetically slow in order to do a line so for the longest time I continued to line with coils and shade and color with with rotaries so which the road you took again is different than the norm
1: That's usually the road I take. That's
0: apparently what you do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I do. Uh, It just seemed like, you know, when I was working with coil machines, I, I was never trained. So I really had no idea whether my coil machine was set up properly or not, you know. And all I knew was whether the tattoo healed properly or whether it looked like crap, you know. And so... Once I started using rotaries, it took out all those variables and I didn't have to think about those anymore. In my tattoo, I could just focus on trying to perfect my craft instead of like trying to change things depending on whether this person has older skin or newer skin or whether, you know. It's just changing things was too difficult in between customers and so the rotary seemed to be the simplest way.
0: Coils are an art of their own as far as to... Maintaining them, tuning them, changing springs, um, getting them to run faster for lining and slower for shooting. That's, that's, that's a whole different mystery that people aren't taught nowadays. Mm-hmm. And being self-taught, you probably didn't have,
1: you know... No. I mean, I assumed when you bought the machine, it came in the box ready to go. And I didn't realize, like, you had to you know, manipulate it a little bit in order to get it to run the way you wanted it to. And so the appeal for, for the rotaries to open the box and just put in a tube and use it was awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, I like them st- strictly because I don't need to think about anything other than my art, typically. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my needle depth and my angles and simple techniques, but I'm not... Wondering about whether, oh, this needs a little more voltage or it's, uh, it's getting a little warm in my hand or it's starting to dog a little bit. All those variables are out the window. Yeah. And I can just focus on the art, getting right. the colors where I want them, the lines where I want them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's
1: The more you take out that you're thinking about, the more you can just focus on what you need to do.
0: Absolutely. Obviously, you started off with needles on bars. When... Did you make the
1: change into cartridges? It's probably about four years ago. uh, For when I was using neotats, I just used on bars, and I still had that issue of having to set up several machines in order to accomplish uh, one tattoo. You know, and so the attraction of not needing that and being able to set up several cartridges and switch in and out of those. Was the biggest draw for me. It was just out of convenience.
0: Convenience, I mean, if you're traveling, you don't have to carry that much. Mm-hmm. But now, in making that switch, were there any problems, hiccups? What was your learning curve on that?
1: I don't really think so. I think that uh, it was a pretty smooth transition, and I really enjoyed not having to have four machines set up and have a bunch of clutter. You know, if you think about it in terms of I need to buy four quality machines to run these four liners. That's sixteen hundred dollars or more that you didn't have to spend. You could have just bought one machine and some oh. coils or some uh, some cartridges.
0: Well, and health-wise, you have at the same time you're looking at you know four times the potential for cross contamination. Mm-hmm. Everything else, your workstation is less cluttered. Um,
1: just so many more benefits.
0: Yeah, yeah. you got turning around and knocking a machine off on, on the floor and having to yeah take your gloves off and break out a whole new setup and never mind if it was a coil machine and hit the floor then uh, that's a whole day lost.
1: Then you then you got cracked uh, tile too. That does happen. <laughs> yeah, That's happened to me a couple times.
0: Commercial vinyl tile. That's what I had in my floor. So.
1: <laughs> I just like the uh, ceramic because it. The, I've had the had cheaper tile, and it just seems to tear up really easy. So
0: Oh, it's higher That's fine. Yeah. Uh, that has nothing to do with art. That's just being lazy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> of course. So
0: tell me, when you started tattooing, oh, you were a kid then, so you, there probably weren't any tattooers that influenced you, but... Uh,
1: Absolutely. Um, part of the reason I got into tattooing was because some of the places I would hang out, people had tattoos... But they had like tattoo magazines laying around, so I could always just check out magazines and flip through them. Uh, and that was like the biggest draw because that was most of the artwork I seen at the time was in tattoo magazines. I had my stepdad did like what he called a squiggle art. Um, and my neighbor was good at art. It seemed like everyone around me were artists, they drew and stuff so. The tattoo magazines were pretty much my biggest influence,
0: okay. Any particular artist you were drawn to at that time?
1: uh Paul Booth was probably my biggest
0: I hear that name a lot, and yeah, and again, he inspired me even back in the day before I started tattooing, mm-hmm. just seeing his stuff all the time but
1: and guy uh growing up guy, I think was building his name, and now what he does is just unbelievable, you know um. He's taken art to a different level, I think.
0: I I have a saying <laughs> about Guy, and I, and I've always said that like Guy has forgotten more about art than I will ever know. <laughs> Probably, you know, and, I, and that's just uh, uh, I was lucky enough to take some of his seminars back in the early '90s, mm. and just such a well, such a good guy, but so knowledgeable, and I learned a lot from him back in the day, so.
1: I heard he's a great dude and I never got the chance to meet him but You don't live that far from him. I know that, but someday someday uh we've been trying to make an appointment to go get a tattoo but Well there's a big thing going on live down
0: there this uh coming weekend, so uh, I heard but I'll get I'll get you I'll the information you. on that.
1: I'll be with you this week. Oh that's right.
0: <laughs> Chris, now when switching from coils to rotaries, did you notice any difference in healing? Uh, customers' reactions to pain. Um, give us, give us your take on that.
1: I did. I, as I said, I wasn't really trained, so I, I didn't know whether my coil machines were really operating right or not. I would get scabby people all the time, and I spent a lot of time repairing tattoos that I had already had a session on and got scabby and I had to fix those you know but when I had switched over to rotary I didn't really have those issues because that machine was perfect every time. I run my machine really low now and I don't really have those issues anymore at all.
0: A lot of people when they first make the transition to rotaries again have the opposite effect that you had because Rotaries can hit harder and do more damage if you're not paying attention, if they don't match your technique and your style. So it sounds like your technique was more matched for rotaries than coils to start with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The the rotaries just seemed to fit me perfectly. I, I didn't really have to think about the machine during the process of the tattoo, which made me able to think about the tattoo a little bit more. I didn't have to think about whether the machine was running right, I didn't have to think about whether the tattoo was gonna heal properly. All that stuff has been alleviated by using rotaries.
0: Now you've been tattooed by both. What's your personal experience with that as far as pain factor and healing?
1: I would have to say so far that the the rotary tattoos that I've had have healed much better than, than the coil tattoos.
0: I'm always interested in everybody's opinions. I'm always gathering knowledge in my head and processing statistics and numbers and, and 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 just trying to find, you know, what the overall consensus is. I guess is is all I'm trying to compile.
1: When I first got serious about tattooing, I bought my first machine was a coil machine, a workhorse irons uh pilot shader and a uh, Rusto uh, shader that uh, was for like smooth black and gray. Mm -hmm. And I like babied those machines for a while and I bought a whole bunch of them. But it just seemed like I still wasn't getting the quality that I wanted. And when I made that switch over, it seemed like my colors were much brighter. Uh, My shading had smoothed out much better, I just seemed much more successful at creating what I actually wanted to create, just more with consistency, the yeah. more
0: saturation, smoother grays, fades, things like that. Shady. Yeah,
1: proper setup is really what it was. I I just didn't. I wasn't able to set my machines up properly. Now, would
0: you have an interest if you had somebody that could teach you coils properly? Would you be interested in going back and trying them again?
1: I'm interested in learning anything I can learn tattoo related. Period. So, any op- any opportunity I can learn anything, definitely.
0: I I, I say it all the time. I've been tattooing twenty seven years, I think. So, and I always say that the day I think I know it all is the day I need to move on to something else because mm-hmm.
1: you know I if you're not really anything. serious about it, you're not going to take those opportunities. And that's kind of what. The difference of being a great artist to being just a mediocre artist is the person that spends the most time working at his craft is going to be much better than that person that really doesn't care too much about it.
0: I'll never be a great tattooer. I'm a solid tattooer, but I, compared to the kids coming into business today, it's ridiculous, man. I, I mean, know, they're uh, incredible. You know, you know, guys like you are not even talking about you know, those on the the upper tier already, but there's kids out there that are only tattooing, you know, a year, two years under their belt, and it's just mind-boggling. I'm glad, I'm glad I'm not competing for a seat in a shop these days.
1: It's rough, you know. They don't face the same challenges we had, you know. For them, it's just like you pick it up and go, and you have all this endless, like, artwork and inspiration around when I first started, there weren't any shops in my town, period. It was illegal. Mm-hmm. Now there's like 15 shops with at least three, four, or five artists in each shop. So it's just way more advanced than it ever used to be. And they have many more opportunities available to them than we did. And it kind of makes you sick sometimes thinking, like, man, this guy's 24 and he's been tattooing three years and he's killing it. And I've been tattooing for 20 years and i'm still trying to clutch at some things
0: yeah but we have tenure and experience and uh, so i mean they a lot of them look up to us for some reasons and you know it's it's, it's part of the exchange and hopefully we can learn more about art from them and they can Mm -hmm. learn more about the business
1: from us yeah absolutely
0: do you still loop your needles? Because, I mean, that that's, that's something we had to do religiously back in the day because, A, well, we made our own needles, so you had to loop them while you're making them because, you know. It, but now that they're mass-produced, hopefully. I'm thinking everybody still loops their needles, but I'm amazed how many people don't.
1: I, myself, I don't just because I trust the products you put out. <laughs> well, uh, thanks,
0: but, you know. <laughs> Also, please do. Please loop the needles because...
1: I have had a couple instances where, you know, you run the machine, the needle comes out, and it gets kind of locked in in place. Uh, But that wasn't due to a bent needle or anything. And and to be honest with you, I haven't had any issues with a bent needle ever from your company. Wow, that that says a lot,
0: but that's not... The case 100 percent of the time. So I get it, and I
1: should loop. You
0: should. Everybody should because you know shit does happen once in a blue moon.
1: Those are some of the bad habits that you're still trying to break. Right, right. That you pick up, and when you're learning how to do tattoos, that I just never had the opportunity without proper training. Yeah.
0: All right. So from now on, you're going to go home and you're going to loop all your needles, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Now I'm convinced that we have less problems with our needles than most other companies and I appreciate the trust you guys put in me, but please do always loop your needles. Chris, important question I ask everybody. Can you please tell me what's your favorite rubber band?
1: Mine was always one that worked properly. I didn't really care what number it was as long as it worked. You know, you can stretch them out a little bit and get a little less tension. You've worked the
0: rubber bands then. You, you I did, did, I did. Some time, some experience in here. Yes. Excellent,
1: man. Lots of rubber bands. I knew that they made different rubber bands like growing up because the paper out rubber bands were different than the tension on the regular like tattoo rubber bands. But I never knew that there was an actual difference. I thought it was just like they feel different. Number 10, yeah, I heard that while I was over there. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say number 10, but I figured I'd better be honest.
0: Um, what was your first introduction to me and needle
1: I believe my first introduction was in Chicago. I was at a show. I don't, I don't think I was working that show that weekend. I was just buying supplies. Um, and you had given me some samples to try, and I hadn't tried them for a while. And then the first time I tried them... I don't know if I even really liked them at first because I I was running my machine too fast and I couldn't like feel the needle hit the skin. It was a little later after I went to the Tornado Alley show, I met Frank and then we started hanging out a little bit more and then I gave your needles another, uh, another shot and of course it was me not using stuff properly but I loved him from that point on and I just never went back to using like a, a bar or anything like that. It's been at least five years now that I've been using needle jig religiously. I don't use any other needles, I don't buy from any other supplier. Aww, the love. <laughs> yeah, you try, you try. <laughs> it's greatly
0: appreciated. Man, I'm just glad I'm just glad that people like what I do. That's all I just put a product out there and I appreciate it that it works as well for other people as it does for me.
1: It's a quality product. I've used a lot of needle brands over the years, and I just haven't found anything that was quite as sharp that went in without trauma. They just worked so well for me, and I've been able to kind of smooth things out a little easier, and they they just work great.
0: Okay, Chris, so you're a guy that didn't have it easy when you started. So what kind of tips would you give another tattooer or somebody who's interested in starting to tattoo?
1: My first tip would be to get into a shop. Get somewhere where you're comfortable with people. They can show you how to use things properly. They can show you why things are done properly. They can give you tips on bettering your art and showing you a little bit of direction on how to take it a little more seriously. Um, That that was one of the benefits uh, that the people growing up now have that I didn't have. I didn't have anyone to look up to and I didn't have anyone to ask questions. So the people growing up now have that opportunity and they should take full benefit of that.
0: And how do you feel about companies that sell products to the general public? I mean, Needlejig only sells to professionals in a professional environment, and that's just my business plan, not pointing fingers towards anybody else, but what's your... General feelings about that? Does that bother you? I mean, like me, you needed those people to start, but now that you're in the business, considered a professional, what are your feelings?
1: The feelings are is that anytime uh, somebody that's untrained gets. Products that they don't know how to use—it's always it always ends up in a disaster. I see people coming into the shop every day getting cover-ups and horrible scars and just stuff that really don't have to happen anymore. You have more opportunities than anybody ever did up to this point, and so. Shops that, or or people that buy stuff from the internet, or shops that sell stuff off the internet, or don't care if you have a license or not—they're just promoting the the crap that we've been trying to legitimize over the years. That it just prevents us even more from trying to make this an actual, you know, skilled trade.
0: And again, I don't frown upon people that want to get into the business because it's a great business. know i love the opportunities i've been given i just try and promote people to try and come into it the right way Mm -hmm. operate safely and you come in the right way you have more opportunities you're going to achieve a different level of success that's how i try and look at it
1: absolutely i think that you're only kind of like uh creating blocks if you don't take those opportunities you know you in my personal opinion, growing up and trying to be a tattoo artist was was super difficult because I just really didn't know how. I I, I pretended until I made it, you know. And we didn't have eBay and Amazon, nope. and and you didn't have like the internet. I didn't. I couldn't look up how do you do something on the internet. We didn't have that. You know,
0: didn't exist. Kids these days won't even understand that. That that we no. actually. Had to go to a library, and there was nothing about tattooing in
1: No, the you weren't going to learn anything in the library for <laughs> tattooing, other than they frown upon it.
0: <laughs> That's is true. Chris, I know you're using cartridges now. Do you find a difference between my Legacy O-ring cartridges and my Dynasty Membrane cartridges? Are you using both, or do you use just one over the other?
1: I do use both. Um, sometimes in ordering you run out of one product and so it's, I mean comparable they're both pretty much exactly the same needle and the same performance. And so it doesn't bother me whether it's a legacy or whether it's a dynasty. I started with you with legacies and so I'm very comfortable with them. and so. Um, Usually I would order Legacy, but I like the Dynasty because I do use a pen type of machine and I don't really have the availability of switching out uh, tubes and stuff like that. And so the membrane just prevents that from having any issues. An
0: added layer of
1: protection. Yeah. You've
0: been doing shows over the last few years. What would you say the biggest benefits are in traveling and doing the conventions?
1: the biggest benefit for me is doing the networking I mean you're interviewing me at Frank DeMayo's shop in Connecticut I'm from Wisconsin and so for me being able to get to travel and you know enjoy the company of somebody that's a great artist and and take me into a shop and uh, that's what really benefits me the most because in, in Wisconsin the tattoo artists, they don't really hang out together. They kind of like, I think they're afraid of each other, you know. And so the benefit of going to a show and meeting people from all over and having the opportunities to travel to their city and learn some tips from them or show them some things to create some artwork and build a relationship, I think those are the things that long outlive the things that we do as artists.
0: And when you do a guest spot like this, you're not just coming in to work with Frank, because you do that at shows all the time, but you're coming in and now you're going to get to work with Chris and Steve and and all the guys. So it's just uh, expanding uh, greater exposure for you to other art techniques, uh, styles.
1: And even the way his shop runs. Like... uh... You know, just looking around, I'm kind of inspired to change things at my shop or um, add other features and stuff like that. And so, for me, not growing up and not having those opportunities to go to shops and, and learn how, like, a regular shop would be set up or anything, this is a great opportunity to pick up tips on business also.
0: Yeah, it's not just about art, because I know phenomenal artists that can't run a business. I've seen it countless times. Many artists that used to work for me were smarter than me. So they go off Absolutely. and open up their own shop and find out. It's not as easy as it appears to be. So, yeah, learning the business end, is it's a whole different animal as to learning the art end.
1: Yeah, you, you get the opportunity to see everyone else's perspective and you know just adopt some things that may make your business much better
0: absolutely uh...
1: How about uh... perfect clientele perfect clients what do people expect when they want to get tattooed by you? Kind of. that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> <Not whiny>. <laughs> <laughs> right
0: what would be your perfect client or what clientele out there would you like to seek you out?
1: Well, I I really enjoy doing realism, and so hopefully the customer is looking for realism. I know a lot of times there's a little confusion with the general public as to what type of tattoo they're actually looking for. So, like, I like a well-informed customer. I like them to at least check me out online and know kind of what is going to happen, you know, I... I, all my prices, everything is on there. So you have a little bit of education before meeting me. Um, and art-wise, I mean, the ideal client would allow me to do whatever I need necessary, as long as the tattoo or artwork was was great. You know, I, a lot of times it's very difficult. I've noticed at my shop that sometimes there's people that just really have to control the design of an image and for me that's really frustrating because I'm doing things are designed for a certain purpose like I can't just move this over here because then the lighting is all off you know so the people that give you a, a little more freedom to design things I think those tattoos end up turning out much better than people that really have to have that control in their tattoo right
0: come to you with the design or the idea And then let you turn it into a piece of art.
1: I think, really, I mean, I'm much better qualified to do that than they are. So, really, I mean, I think, yeah, they should let me do that. Well,
0: they're not in an art-driven field, so. But, you know. Maybe the customer should take note. If you're watching this, put your ideas together, bring them to your artist, and let follow their instincts and compose the art as it should be. Why don't you let these guys know how they can get in touch with you? We'll also put that information in the description below. But uh, tell them in your own words.
1: I'm on Facebook. Everyone can find me at ChrisMackTattoo or Instagram also, ChrisMackTattoo. I have a booking page, Chris Mac Tattoo Artist. Um, phone call, you can call me, and my number is online as well. Or even an email at LawSoulStudio.com. We also have a webpage at www.lostsoulstudio.com.
0: Well, Chris, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. It's always good to see you, and uh, looking forward to hanging out even more this weekend, brother.
1: Absolutely. I look forward to it. Thanks for uh, bringing me on. Oh, sure. Want to snuggle a little? Sure. No. Come here.
0: <laughs> no. Come on. Get away right. from me. Get away. <laughs> <laughs> <on>. <laughs>